Oh, hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, it's the one that's keeping you sane right now. <laughs> now, ages ago, back in, let's say, early March, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now everybody in the world is doing their thing from their respective bunkers. So we're mixing things up a little bit to keep it, keep it simple, keep it fresh. And keep producer Christian from um, spending his entire life explaining mic setups to uh, brand new people. Uh, so here's the deal. We have two contestants in this battle. Each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, their college degrees, their uh, weird psychopathic interests that they've been able to get into and devote time to since we have nowhere to go and nothing to do to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The, the PE title automatically gives a person's opinion on, let's say, why ever Logan Lerman happens to be trending today. More weight than a civilian's. Got it? Good. <laughs> You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our teams. Uh, our first contestant hosts the brand new video game podcast, Triple Click, here on Maximum Fun, and hosts the X-Men-themed podcast, The Mutant Ages, and it's coming to us from a gaming chair. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Maddie Myers. Hi. Hi, it's me. I've got a gaming sure chair, is. and I'm not afraid to sit in it for hours and hours and hours of my <laughs> life, just whiling away the time with a little headrest right behind my neck. I love it looks it looks comfy. It looks comfy, but it also looks terrible. You can say it. It doesn't look cool, yeah. but it actually is very very cool because video <laughs> yeah. games are very cool now. And video games are everyone very cool. agrees on this now in this new reality. I look at that I look at that chair and please I I, I mean no disrespect. But I I look at that chair. By all means, bring the disrespect, sir. (laughs) By all means. But I I see it and I'm filled with the same feeling that I have when I see people with those like uh, free running toe shoes. Like that must be comfy. Must be comfy because there's a lot to offset there. It has a similar energy in the sense that the first time I brought my girlfriend to this apartment, I was a little concerned about how things were going to go for me from there once she saw the gamer chair. But Mm -hmm. luckily, it's been going all right. She's she's been willing to continue to date me even after that point. So, Uh, uh, yeah, I think toe shoes are similar to that. You know, it's something someone has to accept about you. I don't want to spend this whole show like describing your space, but I could. Please There's don't. also a, um, a, a a news box for the the Boston Phoenix, the late lamented mm-hmm. uh, Free Weekly from Boston, That's and there's a poster with employer. flames on it, and I can't tell what I can't tell what the flames poster is. The flames poster is the Dark Phoenix, as of in course. the X Men character. Of course, because I there's a Phoenix known. box, and there's also a poster of the Phoenix. Herself. I see. Terrible a theme room. is emerging. Just all in all, a terrible room. <laughs> A no, wonderful I love and terrible room in which I live. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being here. Our <laughs> next contestant is the host of the music podcast, Strong Songs. He is also on Triple Click here on Max Fun. What a coincidence. Please welcome <laughs> Kirk Hamilton. 
Hello, Kirk. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, Dave. And hello, so, Maddie. Long time no see. Yeah. So good. Kirk and I yeah. talk sometimes. We do. Yeah. We do. Feels that way. Now, you, it, it feels like you're just in a proper music studio. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, like James Taylor could pop in at any minute for a <laughs> he duet. He does, actually. James comes uh-huh. over, you know, kind of regularly. Sure. Uh-huh. Brings yeah. his axe. We record uh-huh. a little bit. Yes, I am in a home studio. It is just a bedroom, but it is sort of slowly been transformed into a place that's covered in instruments and mm-hmm. uh, I fit a lot of stuff in here though I'd say so just today let me t- can I tell you a, a musical instrument acquisition story uh-huh. <laughs> okay so today I got an instrument that is the only musical instrument that matters to me but I it was not in this room it was in my home studio in Animal Crossing which <laughs> I have been slowly building to look exactly like the room that you can see on my webcam. Wow. I've been kind of making the same space with the same number of instruments. So that right has on. been a good wow. project. So a friend of mine has an alto saxophone. I'm really a saxophonist. You can't see the saxophones, but they're here. But that was my main instrument for a long time. And I didn't have the saxophone in Animal Crossing. So you kind of, in that game, this is a game where you kind of, you, you like have an island and a house and then you customize your house and you get pieces mm-hmm. of furniture for it. But uh-huh. you can only get a few pieces of furniture each day. So you have to go to the store and like, they get in the good thing and like maybe mm-hmm. there's one good thing and, and you're your waiting for this one. And your friend maybe has the good thing that they yes. know you want. This story yes. is funny to me because a friend recently gave me a synthesizer for my Animal Crossing house. So I'm really feeling you on this, Kirk. Yes, yes. You've felt the same excitement that I'm feeling yes. right now. So a friend God, of mine yes. says to me, do you do you have the alto saxophone? And I'm like, no, do you? And he says, yes. And so he came over just before we recorded this, actually. Wow. And he, he kind of just pops in and he like drops the saxophone on the ground and kind of waves and leaves. Congratulations. And now there's a saxophone. I'm so happy. So now I can like sit there and like you kind of just press a button next to the instrument and it makes a single note. Uh-huh. But the notes change depending on the background music. So it's always in the right key. So it does kind of sound like you're playing along. And I'm very happy about that. And you can tell that I'm doing just fine in quarantine and I'm in no way losing my mind. <laughs> okay, good. No, that is absolutely, that serenity is really coming through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Really relaxed. Really I prioritizing the right stuff. All right. So we've met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week, pop culturally speaking. Uh, right. Okay. So players, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or, or the most tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past couple of weeks. Maddie, we'll start with you. Sure. So I've always been pretty into sewing, and this is a great time to be into sewing because you mm. can make masks for people. And oh, I yes. wanted to give a shout out to Joanne Fabrics, uh, American Fabric Store. They are providing people with a sewing kit and a lot of instructions on how to make a mask. So you can go to their website and make a mask yourself. And I love it. I think it's great. My girlfriend and I have been sewing masks. I recommend that everybody do it. That's the thing I want to recommend. It's fun. Fun for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. Also, how has there not been a drag queen named Joanne Fabrics yet? Right? That's a good question. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of right there for the table. Do I have to do everything around here? (laughs) Jesus. I mean, it's right in there. You have to go mm-hmm. to Joanne's in order to get your supplies for your costumes. And my while glitter, you're there, you're sequins. thinking to yourself, mm-hmm. what my is elastics. my drag name going to be? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Should have come right. up already. Okay, Joanne Fabrics. Uh, Kirk, what's your, what's your story or thing? My story is walks. So I wouldn't, you wouldn't think that walks are a pop cultural event, except that I think they kind of are now, partly because I saw this big New York Times story about people going on walks. 
And it made me feel kind of left out because I've been going on walks for a little while since before this whole thing began. Before I was going cool. on walks like months You're ago. You're an OG walker. Going on. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm like the original, the original walker. And I started going on morning walks at the beginning of this year and like listening to an album each time. I like made a rule, no social media, no podcasts. Sorry, I make podcasts too, but no podcasts in the morning. Just take some coffee and a granola bar and like go for a long walk and listen to a, a different album every day. <laughs> and have been doing that for a while. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and we all got quarantined and it was still kind of safe, at least in my neighborhood, to go for a walk. So I've been doing that and started a listening group with some friends where we each rec- we take turns recommending albums and then each day we listen to like a different person's album and as a result I've listened to so much music so I really wish the New York Times had interviewed me for that article because I would have told people <laughs> to try this listening club which has been so great and they so didn't So this is a call out of the New York Times for not yeah, contacting That's you. really that's really I'm just settling a grudge <laughs> You're you're but starting anyways, a feud I love it. Yeah. Yes, okay. but walks walks are my are my thing. Your Great. connection to sanity. I like that. Yes. Uh, what's true. your favorite uh, album that you've heard? Oh, man, that I've listened to lately. I just did a Strong Songs on Annie Lennox and her Ooh. album Diva from 1992. Ooh. That is yes, a strong yes. album. Very, very it cool. Really album. It really is. It really is. Some good stuff yeah. on there. Both super famous and underappreciated. Yes. Yeah, she kind of is looking at that song too. And it was just one of those moments of, you know, this, she is incredible. And I feel like she doesn't get enough credit, at least right now, for how yeah. good she was and how many great songs she wrote. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my current favorite, anyways. Well, you're already winning. Uh, okay. So, nice. Joanne versus Walks. All right. right. Your, your buzz in words. Uh, let's start the show with a little game we like to call Help Dave Decide. Now, in this one, okay. we're going to take a dilemma that I'm uh, that I'm having that is weighing heavily on my mind. We're going to ask you to give me your competing advice on how I should handle it. I will tell you what I'm wrestling with. And then when one okay. of you has a strong opinion on it, you will weigh in with a suggestion. Then the other player has to take a different position on it. I will give points on whoever convinces me. Got it? Got um, it. Okay, cool. So this time... Uh, we're going a little bit different with this game. Uh, we're playing it in honor of one of the great traditions of show business, the celebrity feud. Uh, even in quarantine, people are still feuding. Allison Roman and Chrissy Teigen, uh, Amanda Palmer there. and Neil Gaiman, they're out there. They're is that a celebrity there. feud? I guess it's yeah, so a feud if you're married. <laughs> we all know who they are, right? It's true. That's it's true. true. And they sure, are feuding. Sure. <laughs> they sure are feuding. No <laughs> doubt about that. I myself have never been in a celebrity feud. I had one weird run in, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I, here's, here's as close as I've ever come to a celebrity feud. Now, I never go to clubs. I am not a clubs guy at all. But I was uh, a friend who was fancy, was having a birthday party, and I was at a club. And I went with my friend and I was already felt out of place because it was a fancy, you know, bouncery kind of club. And uh, bumped into somebody I knew, sat down on like a big poofy Ottoman type of thing that was sort of near a table, but not at a table, kind of near a table. Sat down, catching up with an old friend, and I hear a voice saying, get the fuck out of my table. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, I don't understand what's going on. And, uh, and so I just sort of ignored it. And then this person comes over, baseball cap slung low on the head, saying, uh, I don't know if y'all fucking heard me, but you're at my fucking table, and I'm going to ask you nicely once to get the fuck out. 
I'm trying and, to uh, picture who you might be doing an impression of here. It's like, not. It's not Rock? an impression. Right. It's it's okay, like cool. uh, <laughs> it's like I've muffled my voice so that you can. I see. Okay, okay, okay. Got well, it. you're so, nailing it. But thank you so much. So, uh, so my friend makes the very good point that uh, she said, "Excuse me, but you said the word fuck four times, so you actually have not asked nicely at all." And uh, <laughs> and the person goes, "Well, that's as nice as I fucking get." And as she says that we realize in the exact same moment that it's Shannon Doherty. Oh man. And we both at the exact same moment fucking fall out laughing because how Mm -hmm. perfect is that? Like she is working her brand every minute of every day. And I respect it. She's on her hustle. Yeah. I would love to be yelled at by Brenda. That's I mean, that's just really, it's kind of the only interaction you can imagine having with Shannon Mm -hmm. Doherty. That's as close as I've ever come to a celebrity feud. That was an aside. Here's the deal. Um, okay. Our writers have researched some some popular celebrity feuds, some of the most popular celebrity feuds of all time, and have inserted me into them. So it'll be your job to tell me how I should best handle it. How should I maneuver my way out of it? Should I maneuver my way out of it? Should I just mm. stay in it mm-hmm. uh, and and leverage it for more followers or whatever? You tell me. Here we go. And by the way, um, we'll just assume that all of the celebrities involved are still alive. Uh, or, sure. or the age that they were when it happened. Um, right. And here's the thing. You have a bonus point opportunity if you can guess the celebrity that was actually in the feud, who's, who's okay. like space. Who you're standing in, in for? In yeah. the feud. Who I'm standing in for, exactly. Got Thank it, so okay. Much okay, you ready to go? Mm-hmm. Feud mm-hmm. number one. Lindsay Lohan insists I stole her boyfriend, Nick Carter, away from her. What do I do? Joanne. Yes? So Lindsay no, Lohan... No troubled technically queer icon nobody thinks about it anymore but that totally happened i feel like you could go the solidarity route with her here and just point out that similarity between you and just be like hey listen didn't mean to do it but we got to stick together in these times and just end up becoming Lindsay's friend maybe helping her out because times are going to get tough for Lindsay, depending on when time period, what time period we're in when this happened. But uh, times okay. are always going to get tough for Lindsay Lohan. Maddie calling for queer solidarity, forgetting I'm a gay man. We don't have that. Damn it. <laughs> we're all just <laughs> shitty to each other. We're you're terrible right, to right. each other. I should have known. Especially when known. one of us starts to get famous. We're terrible. We're terrible to each other. But a point well taken. Kirk? I guess I'm going to have to go the opposite direction then. And I'm going to say that you... You know, you can probably just bet on the fact that Lindsay is going to have some legal troubles down the road. So sure. I would say just ride it out and let her say what she's going to say, because at some point she's she's going to have to go to jail. And then she's not, <laughs> the, the feud will just end Dark. by default at that point and you will win. So yeah, I yeah. would say ride it out and just just uh, just wait for that to happen. That's a very good point. Point to mm-hmm. Kirk on that one. But a bonus wow. point is available to anyone who can name whose place I have taken in this celebrity feud. I'm trying to figure out what year this would have been. Yeah, is this, heck if I remember. Is this... I, let's say, I'm going to put Go it ahead. at around 2004. Is this Jessica Simpson? No, but you're, you're, <sighs> you're hovering near it. I got nothing. I was like okay. busy playing Super Smash Brothers in 2004. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, both of these people would have been better served by that hobby. The person was Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff, of course, a little bit younger, a little bit younger. 
Uh, feud number two, Jay Leno and I have just been at it. We've been in a fight ever since he took over the Tonight <laughs> Show. And I called him one of the funniest and most insecure people I know. What do I do? Joanne, I got to say, Frank. Yes, get in there. <laughs> I feel like you lean into it because mm. if he responds in any way to this, he's already showing how insecure he is. You already have so the true. upper hand in this situation, right? That's so, so true. That's so true. I feel like you just, you let it ride and you just lean into the controversy. You be the truth teller. You be the person who, who told Jay Leno what's what. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. It's very sensible. Okay. I'm going to say then that I think that you, uh, you kind of start like sabotaging his show subtly and um, sort of like make appearances, you know, in like in subtle ways that like you turn up in the audience maybe, but then eventually you're kind of, you know, you're causing more bad things to happen behind the scenes. And eventually you actually take his show down from the inside and destroy from within. him entirely so that you then are the only late night host left standing. Wow. That's good. But it's also a lot of work. It I'm going, is. Uh, point, point goes to Maddie. Point goes to Maddie on that one. Uh, bonus point available to whoever can say who I am. Walks. Yes. Are you David Letterman? Of course I am. Who else would I be? Oh, well, we'll get to that later. Number three. <laughs> feud number three. Frank okay. Sinatra says he wants to kick me in the ass after I didn't want to sing the national anthem at a performance. Uh, he's an old man. I can't hit him back. So what do I do? Walks. Yes, Kirk? I'm going to say what you do instead is you buy the rights to one of his old recordings and then sample it on a modern release of your own, only you kind of like detune him so he sounds out of tune and bad. And then everyone everyone will hear Frank Sinatra and be like, wow, he must just... He must just not sing in tune. That, that's Frank Sinatra, it. that guy. He totally lost it. He sounds terrible. And that will be his legacy for all time. Oh, my God. You seem so nice, Kirk. But this is. <laughs> He's cutthroat. I, I know Kirk's secrets. Anyway, uh, Joanne, I, I have to do one now. Yes, of uh, course. You know, the time period doesn't really line up here, but let's just pretend it does. I say you go political. You get Frank Sinatra canceled. You you talk about <laughs> kneeling during the national anthem. You talk about how you're above all of that. And you're actually mm-hmm. against America and its institutions. You just go that mm-hmm. route. Wow. <laughs> Solid choice. But you really, it was an uphill climb for you because Kirk absolutely know, hit right? the nail on the head. <laughs> None but Kirk's solution would work. Uh, who am I? I'm trying to think who you could be. Um, are you Mariah Carey? Wow. No. Uh, just a random <laughs> Famously guess. involved yeah. in beefs. Mariah's got to be the answer to one of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think. We'll see. Uh, Maddie, who do you think it might be? I don't even know who would sing the national anthem. I'm just going to say Ella Fitzgerald because I wish that were true. Oh, man. Nope. <laughs> it was, in fact, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, that oh. makes sense. Yeah. Though I would have loved it if Ella just... Fitzgerald had beefed with Frank Sinatra over the. Right? That would, that would I be a great. Janine makes a lot timeline. more sense. She was beefing with a lot of people many mm-hmm. times, and often rightfully so. I should have just right. picked her on the same Mariah Carey spirit of like known celebrity beefer. Mm-hmm, you know what? Mm-hmm. And like, guess what? Uh, Sinead's been on the right side of history every single time. Yeah. So we are true. you saying Mariah hasn't been though? I mean, <laughs> um, uh, glitter isn't as bad as people using say. a stairmaster in heels. That was the right side of history. I'm just going to say using a stairmaster in heels, true. marrying Nick Cannon. Um, sure, but then also divorcing him later. I can't okay, remember which sure. of them initiated that. Don't quiz <laughs> so me. Eventually, she gets it right. All right, feud number four. 
Sylvester Stallone elbowed me in the head, pushed me out of a car, and had me fired from a movie because I spilled chicken grease on his pant leg. What do I do? Walks. Yes. I'm going to say you sue him for everything he's worth. Just like <laughs> eat the beef, let him. He's Sylvester Stallone. He's going to be like, he's going to be famous. He's going to, he's going to win in the court of public um, opinion. So you just keep, you know, find a way to just sue the living daylights out of him, get a couple million dollars out of it. Maybe he'll settle and then just uh, get on with your life with a lot more money in your bank account. <laughs> wow, wow. I'm being like really, really uh, kind of. <laughs> Kind of grim on some of just, these, but just that's what I know. Kind of skill I didn't know you had. <laughs> it feels like it's therapeutic for you, though, Kurt. I, I think I think this is yeah, a yeah. Uh, this is a side of you you've been dying to let out, Maddie. Ooh, it's terrifying. Joanne, um, Joanne, mm-hmm. I say you go Johnny Depp with it, which isn't something ordinarily anyone should do in any context. But just say it was like part of your character somehow, or or <laughs> part of some elaborate workshop that you were doing, and that it was all just a misunderstanding, and that Sly should be more more chill about the fact that you were working on a role there. Okay. Use art for your own benefit as an excuse. <laughs> Always a solid move. Point to Maddie. Who am Thank I? You. I'll tell you, I didn't know this one. And it goes back. Right. right. Pacino? It's not Pacino. Mm. I want it. It's it's definitely not Wesley Snipes, so I'm not going to guess Wesley <laughs> Snipes, even fun, though they though. made Demolition Man too. That would be amazing, but when would they have even been in a car together? Yeah, no, th- and this is way before that. Right, right. Okay, right. so it's it's Mariah Carey. It's, it's so, so obvious. It's, it's, so it's, it's obviously Mariah Carey. Congratulations. It's definitely <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's actually uh, Richard Gere. Oh, what? really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it, it huh. was back in the early, early 1970s, and uh, Stallone got him fired off of the Lords of Flatbush. There is also speculation uh, that their bad blood um, uh, is so severe that Stallone is the person who uh, started the gerbil rumor. Yeah, I was about to ask really? that. I was going to oh. say it as a joke, but it turns yeah. out that that's that been, true. This so is all that could have been a guess. This is a gerbil rumor about this. About the notorious yeah, rumor that Richard that. Gere put a gerbil in his butt in his butthole. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it for the listener who doesn't know about that rumor because I don't right. know. Maybe they're 13 years old. It, that's yeah. that's fine. That's a fine. Information you got to educate a whole new generation. Yeah, people need to know. People need to know about the weird urban legends that we all grew up with. Yes, thank you. All right. I, I mean, I could go on about that for days, but I'm not right. going we to. We could just do the whole um, rest of the show on that, but we won't. Our fifth, <laughs> our fifth and final feud is this. Joan Crawford campaigned against me in my Oscar bid for whatever happened to Baby Jane and even went on stage to accept Anne Bancroft's Oscar in her honor when I lost. What do I do? Joanne. Mm. So yes, you definitely Maddie? don't pull a Taylor Swift here and play the long game and release a series of songs about what happened. That Ooh. clearly didn't work. So you're not going to do that. I think you try to collaborate. All of my answers are corny. It's my personality. I think <laughs> you try okay. to work together on the beef, maybe behind the scenes you approach Joan and you're like, hey, this was crazy. I forgive you, but let's play up the beef publicly. Do some fun collabs together. Go go here and both of our careers uh, move forward because of it. Interesting. It's taking a All big right, so, risk on whether she'll work with you, though. Uh, yeah, offer to work with the famously collaborative Joan Crawford. Uh, <laughs> Kirk Hamilton. I'm going to say that you just subtly sabotaged Joan's career over Again? the next 20 Kirk's years. Kirk's ideas are always subtly sabotaging someone. 
Well, so I, it's tough. It's tough when when you've lost the the moral high ground of like collaborate and work together. You have to come up with just some way of going at right. the person in question. Yeah. Except with Joan Crawford, I, I this would be difficult. I believe if the listener were to go back, they would note that sometimes Kirk was coming up with subtle, subtle sabotage before I had even suggested my own <laughs> moral high ground. However, continue. Um, I think that that's what you do, though. You play the long game. You um, you sort of spread rumors about her, kind of like sabotage her career in various ways. And then when you finally do win an Academy Award, you find a way of letting her know that you know that she knows that you know. You know, like it, you kind of do one of those one of those hidden messages in your uh, acceptance sure. speech just sure. to let her know that it was you all along. I love it. I love it. Point to Kirk. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> to the, to the Who am I for the bonus approach. point? Oh my goodness, I have no idea. This is so out of my zone of expertise. Beyonce. Are you... Uh, 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 it has to be sort of like an older Hollywood person. Right. Yes. So we have to try to remember I would even say maybe our... somebody that they made a whole fucking show about their feud with Joan Crawford. Hmm. hmm. Not Barbara Streisand. No. No. That was my guess. The fact that neither of us was, is a gay man is really hurting us on these questions. It's really, really hurting. It was, uh, it was Betty Davis. Oh, Eddie Davis. Okay. Eddie Davis is real, yeah. real, 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 real. Crazy. Uh, okay, real so kid. let's recap those scores. Walks is up by two. Walks has four. Joanne Fabric. I can't blame <laughs> Kirk. He is clearly nailing this one. He's, he's got your energy down. He's killing it. <laughs> he's killing it. But it's anybody's game. Now it is time for a round recalling competitive anecdotes. This is a game in which your self-indulgence gets you bragging rights in honor of our celebrity feud round. Today, we're going to ask you if you have ever found yourself in an unexpected feud. Tell us about a, uh, a school incident, a strange work moment, a weird family argument. Um, that time you and three of your family members competed against each other and, uh, and another family in uh, guessing what 100 surveyed people thought. Uh, and you know what? I'm just going to, while you both think, I'm just going to tell you, I'm starting a feud with the company... Uh, that makes this off-brand hand sanitizer that I picked up at Whole Foods recently okay. or Ralph's or somewhere um, because, you know, it has been difficult to come by hand sanitizer for the last couple of months. So they were mm -hmm. offering this, limit two per customer. I grabbed a couple. Um, and I swear to God, it smells like hand sanitizer and rotting meat. I don't understand <laughs> what the extra ingredient is, but it's – and I need it, and I'm going to use it again, mm -hmm. but I, it smells exactly like a sandwich that has been left out for a long... It's I'm making my own self sick right now <laughs> while keeping myself from getting sick. I think that the idea there is that it makes you smell bad, and then people will, people will keep their distance from you, and you'll and be you know safer. What? I mean, I'm just going to hold it. It says scent-free hand sanitizer. This is a lot. Interesting. So, Interesting. Art Naturals, you're on notice. <laughs> That's my feud. What you got? The feud has begun. I will go. So when I was in college, uh, sometime in 2006, 2007, Soul Calibur 3 was out. I spent a whole lot of time hanging out at an MIT fraternity. Didn't go to MIT, just was a huge nerd and had a lot of friends there. And a lot of them were playing Soul Calibur 3. And you know what? I was never really that good at Soul Calibur 3. <laughs> I think it's a perfectly fine game. I enjoy fighting games. I'm all right at it, but I wouldn't really say it's my top pick. And uh, we were all playing with one another, playing the game. I was doing pretty well. I was just having a good day. Maybe it's because I don't really care about this game, whether or not I win. But I, I was having a, I, I was on a pretty good run here. And uh, the guys 
they started building up to me that there was this one frat brother who was very, very good <laughs> at Soul Calibur Three. This guy, he wasn't like all these guys I was beating. He was actually quite good, you see. And once I beat, tried to, to play him, of course I would lose. Long story short, of course I beat this guy and I did it very easily. I played a Sofitia. I'm pretty sure he picked like Killick or Yoshimitsu. Like, I don't even know. I truly like was so chill about this experience. This guy got so mad at me. Like we're talking silent treatment, pacing around the frat house, would not talk to me for the rest of the night. Every time we played Soul Calibur again after this, he would not face me. This was a feud I had no interest in. I truly took the high road in this scenario. I am not even good at this game. And you know why I think I won? Because video games are more about psychology than true skill. Like, yes, you can practice. Yes, you can really try to nail certain combos. But really, it is about being the most chill person and not being too emotionally invested in a game and this guy didn't get it he was very interested in being the best at soul caliber three in this frat house and i destroyed him utterly and i hope that guy's out there somewhere just he uh, is feeling bad about it believe me he is you know where he is he's on fucking twitter um (laughs) yeah he's still following me probably i think i have talked to that guy a few times that i thought i look back on it uh, certainly that that guy's in my life somewhere so yeah that was a completely inexplicable feud that i ended up in uh, you want to talk about inexplicable um, when you were getting into the characters of that game, I truly <laughs> felt like I was in Toronto all of a sudden. And you were talking about Canadian celebrities. Like it was yes. just, you were rattling off these names they may that as were well super be. familiar to you. And I don't know them at all. You know, you don't need to know Dave. Let me just go okay. out on a limb here and say, you don't need to know you're fine. Gotcha. You had the gotcha. same advantages that I had against this, this man so many right? years ago. Uh, Kirk, how about you? Okay, my feud goes back to just not that long after college when I was living in San Francisco and working as a jazz musician and uh, teaching sometimes and living in a house with a bunch of other people because you needed to live in a house with a bunch of other people if you wanted to live in San Francisco and be a jazz musician. That was just <laughs> sort of that was just sort the of the way, way it goes. was. And yeah, it turns out. I guess out. the way it still is. I think you could even do it it's. with a bunch of other yeah, people now. now. I think you're just, <laughs> you're going to live in East Bay at, at best. Um, but so I had a bunch of roommates. I'd been in this house for a long time. We kind of rotated through people. You know, there were five people in the house and there would be, you know, we'd have to put up a Craigslist post every time somebody moved out, move in somebody new. So I was senior and I had, that meant I got the biggest room. I was upstairs and there was only one other person upstairs with me. We, was, we were kind of up at the top of this very narrow flight of stairs, little bathroom in the middle, then I'm on the right and the other bedroom is on the left. And I was very particular about who moved into that other bedroom because we were right across from one another. We were very, very close. And I worked from home and I was writing music a lot and kind of practicing music. So we moved someone in, moved in a roommate. I'll call her Anne, I guess. And she was a very, very nice person. And my feud was with Anne, who is a very nice roommate <laughs> who basically did nothing wrong. So what happened was, and this is something that I think will maybe resonate with uh, podcast listeners in this in this day and age, her job shifted. She was working part-time and going to school. And the nature of her like employment situation shifted. So suddenly she was able to work from home a whole lot more than she had when she moved in. Mm-hmm. So I no longer had the upstairs to myself. So I, like a little baby, held it against her personally <laughs> and was just sort of in my own head thinking, oh, I can't believe this. This sucks. And it just kind of... It was the ultimate Cold War where for a long time, I'm sure she didn't really realize that I was annoyed at her for oh, existing, basically. 
Yeah. When it was not, and it wasn't fair. Like it was totally unfair of me. She, whatever. She was. She lived there too. Like we both paid rent. But Did I was, you, you know, like, I just play kind her of... saxophone when she was trying to work, like at her. No, and you know, it's she was she was pretty much fine. She'd be on the phone sometimes and close the door. I would do things like ask her to close her door more quietly, which I'm guessing people who are stuck in their apartments with their roommates <laughs> are currently have to do sometimes. Could uh-huh. you just? Close your door. It's just pretty loud when you close it. And then every time she closed the door loudly after that, I would take it as a personal insult. You know, uh-huh. oh, she's doing that just to, it was, just yeah, to she get was doing it. Yes. it just to mess with you. Though. <laughs> so for a long time, it went this way. I was also like practicing instruments. You know, like I, I'm pretty good at saxophone, but I was learning stuff. I didn't really know how to play. I'm like practicing guitar. I'm not that good. I'm practicing singing and I'm not a good singer. And that's a really hard thing to do when people can hear you because you kind of need to sound bad. And so that would like wait until she left to work on something. Or I'd be recording a vocal part for a song I was writing and it just became a really kind of all-consuming feud in my mind that I wasn't even sure she was aware of until and this is right before I moved out she had a friend over and her friend was the two of them were kind of hanging out downstairs and it was our other roommates were there and I was there and I could just tell that her friend was like not having it with me in a way that didn't make sense because I'm like friendly and I was like hey it's nice to meet you and she was like oh yeah okay and I was it was when I finally realized ah okay like this has not gone unnoticed by my roommate she hates me she has told her friends that her roommate is this huge jerk and um that that is what I am now seeing evidence of here so I moved out you know, that was many, many years ago. And since then, I've come to realize that I was the jerk in that situation <laughs> and that I created the feud for no reason. And um, I hope that she's doing well and wish her all the best because, you know, everybody is kind of a punk in their 20s. And uh, I was no exception. Oh, Kirk. Admirable self-knowledge in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, I love it when angry nerds get their <laughs> ass handed to them. I mean, who does So the point goes to Maddie. In fact, Aww. a couple points. Thank you. A couple points. I enjoy oh, that. Oh, now it's points. tied up. Look at that. Catching it's up. tied up, y'all. We're going to take a little break. <laughs> we'll be right exciting. back with more Troubled Waters after this. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab, but hosted by the Marx Brothers? And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly. And they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. And then watch this rocket blast off into space. Whoa. And there's the pies we made you. (gasps) Now, let's show you the podcast. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Whoa. Oh my goodness. That was 514 JD Power and Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary. But compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Maddie Myers and Kirk Hamilton. Our next round is called There Is No Try. Empire Strikes Back, the second and best 
Star Wars movie was released 40 years ago on May 21st, 1980. Now, it's notable for a lot of reasons, but today we're going to focus on, well, the big one, the green Jedi Master, Yoda, Mm. because baby Yoda might be getting a lot of love these days, but sometimes the old man needs a little attention too. So in this round, we are celebrating one of Yoda's most annoyingly quoted lines, do or do not, there is no try. I'm going to play a series of carefully curated song clips you will have to buzz in and tell us if it is a song asking us to do or to not do something. You got it? Oh, okay. All right. And to be clear, your buzz-in words are, once again... Joanne? Do. Oh. <laughs> walks. There you go. There I'm going to win this. Practice. I'm going to win this game. I didn't walks. think we were going to have to practice. Turns out we did. Oh. <laughs> um, let's, let's, just do, let's do a sample one just to, just to get our feet wet. Uh, for mm-hmm. example, if we okay. played this clip... We a little bit gave it don't away. Don't turn around. Don't. No, don't do because do not. Do not. Okay. Do not. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, it will <laughs> don't as worry we about keep it. going. And remember, <laughs> remember, there is no try. Uh, okay. Uh, clip number one. You and me, we used to be together. Joanne. Yes, Maddie. Do not. Don't speak. Do, do not speak. Do not speak. There you go. Perfect. Uh, clip number two. Walks. Yes. Is it do? Is this do the hustle? Is it it do? is do because you are encouraged to do the hustle. Yes. Very good. Okay, we're tied up. Uh, let's go to number three. Young teacher, the subject of school girl fantasy. Walks. Damn yes. It. Do not stand so close to me. Do please. not stand so close to me. <laughs> All right, point to you, number four. You take the Walks. Yes, Kirk. Do not go breaking my heart. Do not go breaking my heart. Uh, Okay, another point to you. It seems like you're a natural for this game, Kirk. Uh, Uh, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing my best, but... (laughs) We all are. Uh, Clip number five. Walks. Yes. I don't know. I'm going to guess that it's do because it seems like a positive song, but I can't remember what song it is. No, <laughs> it is, of course, Thelma Houston's Do Not Leave Me This Way. Do not leave. Oh. Don't leave me this way. Don't oh, this of, course. Way. of course. You got it. You got it. Okay. Number six. I can never get enough of a man like you. If Kirk doesn't know it, then we're really, <laughs> we're really Walks. dead in the water here. Take a guess. You lose nothing for guessing. Do? It is. That is do that to is me it? one more time. Do that to that. me one more time. Okay. That was my guess. It's funny. I know the chorus of that song, but not really the verses. I'm finding but that first. The chorus first, is what you gotta know well, based on the, the verse. Chorus, the chorus goes, do that to me one more time. So maybe you don't know the chorus. Maybe you do not know the chorus. Yeah, it sounds I like really you think But he still got the point. Do. So can I trash talk? Still got I really the point. can't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, number seven. 
Uh, walks. Yes. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman. <laughs> now we're in, this is, if you play Weird Al and Simpsons songs, now we're, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, we're not gonna, but okay. <laughs> Darn. Duly noted. Duly noted. Uh, our eighth and final clip is this one. Joanne, I'm just going to yes. guess. Do? Yes. It is right. Do Me Baby by Prince. <laughs> of course, of course. A, a, a classic Prince song. Also one that uh, the, the bridge is just a full three-hour orgasm. As it should be, yeah. Shrieking <laughs> orgasm. After which he goes, I'm so cold. <laughs> it's so is- weird. It's I was so just listening weird. to a Prince song that has, is that actually on the bridge of that song? Because there was a Prince song I was just listening to where there is just essentially the sound of two people having sex playing during the song. Yeah. And it was it was a remarkable experience listening that's, to it. I was looking yeah, at that's it. Fairly could certain. Be the song, but it, I feel like it could also be another Prince song. That, that might that's be true. just as believable to yeah, me. That's right. more yeah. <laughs> he was not afraid to uh, drive around that block a time or two. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, point to you at the end of that round. The scores are, oh my God, Walks has nine. <laughs> Joanne Fabric has six versus nine. Nice. Wow. nice. Pretty nice score breakdown. Um, <laughs> and just really quickly, just because of the, the, the do's and the don'ts, I want to play a very important and timely message from Amanda Lepore. Hi, it's Amanda Lepore. You're gorgeous and don't die of coronavirus. <laughs> That was her PSA about coronavirus. The great it's a, Amanda. It's a good, it's a good PSA. I'm glad yeah. somebody told me that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do until I heard that. Yeah. So don't <laughs> don't die of coronavirus. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Don't not, do not. It's nine to six. Uh, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach, stories from beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing are Maddie Myers and Kirk Hamilton. It is now time for a round we are calling Home Alone 5. Mm -hmm. Of course... You all know there already was a fifth installment of the Home Alone film franchise. But the fifth one was not called Home Alone 5. It was called Home Alone the Holiday Heist. Now, we have all been spending an enormous amount of time at home lately. Some of us alone. Some with people we once loved. Uh, Reminds me of the Christmas years and years ago when Kevin McAllister, like so many of us, was socially isolated from his family. Like us, he had to defend his elderly relatives from a virus, but the virus was burglars and the elderly relatives was his home. So Uh in this round, I'm going to give you the room of a typical house. 
I want you to detail how you would use the things commonly found in that room to create burglar traps and deterrence. You're going to compete to give me the most inventive, effective, and highly secured home. So first, tell me how you would defend your house from burglary using only items you would find in the kitchen. You got the furniture, you got the utensils, you got the gadgets, you got the fancy mustards that you picked up at the wine tasting, you've got electrical appliances. Up first, it's Maddie Myers. Okay. Uh, so there's honey in the kitchen. So I'm going to start there. I have in my own kitchen a very large cabinet right underneath the sink where somebody could conceivably be hiding. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a hand mixer underneath there and I'm going to turn it on and I'm going to leave the room and I'm going to close that door and I'm going to put honey on that handle. And the burglar is going to hear that stand mixer inside of there and he is going to think to himself, what? what is it? What is that noise? I need to go open that door and find out what that is. And then he's going to get his hand stuck. And that is when I creep up behind him and destroy him utterly. I have to murder him because this is home alone, but it has to be a very funny murder. So probably I'll just hit him really hard with a frying pan, Princess Peach style. <laughs> and oh, I love yeah, it. that'll be how I take him out. And the reason why I'll have time to do it is obviously because of the honey. He'll be like, oh my God, gross. What is this? And oh so yeah. All stuck up with the honey. Right. Like cartoon bear. I yeah. love it. You've clearly given that some thought and I appreciate it. Kirk? <laughs> Did I? Kitchen. Thank you. How would you do it? <laughs> okay. Kitchen. So we have a we have a door to our kitchen that I would rig up with sort of oil over the door so that when the bad guy comes through the door, the oil falls on his head. Now, I'm not going to kill this guy. This is a PG rated movie. So no one's going to die here. I just want to scare this person off. So he's going to have oil all over his head. And he'll be like, ah, he, I, don't, I got oil all over me. What's going on? So <laughs> yeah. he's going to come in. There'll be a timer going. Response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, okay. You, you're like, wow, I've got oil on me. What is What's this? going on? Why did that happen? <laughs> so maybe he'll just think, oh, that's that's all there was to it. Uh, that's going to take more than that, kid, to scare me off. So he comes in. There's going to be a timer going. You won't know this yet, but there will be a timer going. And there's going to be a cake baking in the oven. Oh. So he'll see the cake because the oven light will be on. And he's going to open up the, the oven to see. And the cake will say, welcome, eat me. <laughs> And of course, being a, a bumbling crook, he will take a slice of the cake and he will eat it. Now, what he doesn't know is that the cake is full of hot sauce because I live in Portland. We have a lot of hot sauces here. So there's some really hot sauce, like just hot pepper, ghost pepper sauce in the cake. So he eats the cake and he's like, oh, no, it's so hot. Right then the timer goes off. Ding. And he makes a funny face, you know, because he like is he's eating a spicy thing. So sure. what do you do when you eat something really spicy? You don't go to the sink. You don't want water. You want milk because the milk <laughs> is going to really do the trick. So when he opens the fridge, the fridge is rigged up with a big bag of flour and the flour dumps all over him. And because he has oil on him, the flour sticks to him and there's no milk in the fridge either. So he's it's so hot he has to run outside and um, put snow on his <laughs> tongue, I guess. And so he yeah. runs out of the house and the kitchen is now a no-go zone for the mm. burglar. Wow, was that detailed and beautiful. You really, you, you, in a sense, you made the burglar a cake himself. He's covered in oil. And yeah. Food. He himself is the cake. Yes, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like poetry. There's layers to it. You know? There are layers. There, it is like a layer cake. It's if like I a might layer help cake, Kirk, since he's say. probably going to win, I feel like if only pepper spray had been involved somehow in the final act mm, of this moment, mm-hmm. it would have been like he is the cake, but also he is the spicy cake. And then I feel I like know. that would have been the cherry on top of it. That okay. is true. Okay. That's a good right. point. That's a good note. Yeah. That's a good note. Yeah. I'll take that back to the, uh, to the, to the producers of Home Alone 5. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a very good point. But the five points that I've decided should be awarded for that one do go to Kirk. For they, un- should. For, for, they should. For, I can see for gladly. True, 
for poetry, <laughs> for poetry, for levels, for layers. For layers. Uh, <laughs> however, this next one I have also just decided a uh, is a 10 point <gasps> question. Because why not? Because we can always almost win the game. I love it. Can, it. It's exactly right. So, okay. How would you keep thieves at bay using only items you would find in the bathroom, toiletries, fixtures, samples that you got from Birchbox, uh, specialty shower heads, t- t- trimmers? Uh, this time, um, Kirk, I'm going to have you go first. Okay, so here's here's what I would here's what I would do. Okay. I'm kind yeah, of I'm I did I did ask here. what you were gonna do. So yes, yes. Um, here's what we do. All right, so there's a window, a very small window leading into the bathroom. It's not a very big bathroom, but we're gonna rig it up so that when the window begins to open, um, there are kind of some 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 ropes that turn the hot water on in the sink and um, in the tub as well. So it starts to steam up in the room, and steam, that's as the burglar back. comes in. It's mm-hmm. steaming up. The burglar is coming in through the, you know, through the kind of through the side and then um, looks up and in the mirror written in the mirror is kind of coming into into focus. It says, look behind you. (gasps) And the burglar turns and looks behind him and the shower. Now, the shower is pulled closed, but there's a robe that we keep in the it's too bad that we don't have like a giant inflatable clown with a knife or something. Well, that's always we could use here. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I would if I if I kept one of those, I might have to start putting one of those in the bathroom. But for now, we've just got a robe that we've kind of put behind the curtain, and it looks like a menacing figure, like there's uh, somebody waiting, an adult, yeah. you know, someone who's yeah. going to really scare him away, waiting inside of the shower to jump out at him. And so he freaks out, runs back out through the window. It doesn't want any piece of whatever that is behind the curtain, and uh, and he's out of the house. There's real whimsy in that answer, Kirk. Uh, Maddie, wh- what's your ten point solution? Oh, boy. Uh, So (laughs) classic Home Alone move is to try to make something really hot. And I do have a blow dryer in the bathroom. And I feel like the only thing that you could really steal would be from the medicine cabinet or in my bathroom, the cabinet under the sink, which at least has a metal handle. So I would first use the hair dryer to make that handle really hot. Don't ask me what the burglar's doing during this time period. He's (laughs) elsewhere in my house stealing all of my expensive gaming equipment, presumably, and rolling the gamer chair out my front door. But meanwhile, once he gets to the medicine cabinet, I'm going to be ready for that guy so that that door is going to be super super hot inside of it i'm going to have jerry rigged with um some dental floss uh and my scissors which i use to cut my hair even in quarantine and it's gonna somehow be a pulley system that will just hit him right in the neck as soon as he opens that door because again this is home alone and even though it's going to look really funny it would also definitely kill someone in real life if it were to happen to them (laughs) okay maddie i'm so glad you brought that up because these people do need to die. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's you can't fair. Show that is forgiveness. A... Very into stand right. your ground. Very political. That's me. <laughs> yeah. But like a, a legit prowler deserves scissors to the neck. Thank you finally mm-hmm. for somebody, somebody for saying it, Maddie. <laughs> the 10 points for that one go to you. Let's, uh, let's recap our scores after that barn burner of a home alone five round. Who the fuck is the winner? Christian is really doing some math over here. Out. Joanne Fabric. Oh, I should not have won, but I'm so glad 16, to accept this award. 14. How dare you? How dare you besmirch me or Christian for giving You're you right. that win, <laughs> which you absolutely it. deserve. For murdering a prowler. You are our pundit emeritus, and everyone, as soon as you are able, get to Joanne Fabric. Skip the Hobby Lobby, please, and go yeah, right to Joanne you. Fabric. Get yourself, get yourself some goods, some notions. Yeah. 
get yourself some mask making materials or perhaps just get into cosplay you know Whatever. get on tiktok yeah. start recording Whatever. some some cool anime music videos in your, oh, in your I understand. Hot new outfit TikTok is very popular right now. Uh, right. Okay, so before we split, we're gonna we're gonna do the the patented troubled waters plug system where you plug something that you're doing right now, and then to offset the ego karma, something someone else is doing that you're loving that you want the world to know about. We'll start with our winner, Maddie Myers. Okay, um, so something I'm doing is hosting a little podcast called Triple Click. Come on. <laughs> I love that. And I would I would hope people would check it out. But I also record electronic pop music and people can listen to that, too. If they want to, they can just go to my Twitter at Mitty Myers and hear that guitar in all of its glory. Oh, yes. And somebody I would like to shout out is Sarah Merck, who does comics, and she recently did a comic about self-isolating called The Infinite Today, and it's about how days never end, and it's a haunting comic. She does a lot of cool stuff, so I hope people go and check out her work. I like it. All right, Kirk. Well, I also host Triple Click, and it's a new show, and people should listen to it. And the other thing that I mainly do is a, is a podcast called Strong Songs, which I know we briefly mentioned, but it's a music explainer show where every other week I sort of break down a famous song and explain all the musical aspects of it and pick out the instruments and recreate stuff and kind of get into what makes a song great. It's been super, super fun. Um, I like love doing it. It's my favorite thing to do in addition to Triple Click. We did Jeff Buckley. We did some Beach Boys this year. God Only Knows, one of the greatest songs oh. ever written, Stairway to Heaven. It's a great um, podcast. It's, it's a fun show, and I, I really hope people listening will check it out because people do seem to like it. And to uh, to hype someone else's thing, this is a musical thing as well. And there is an anime show called Cowboy Bebop that was on you know a while ago that people really love. And Funimation, who's sort of this animation anime company, put out on YouTube this performance of the real folk blues from Cowboy Bebop. And it's done, I believe, during quarantine. A whole bunch of musicians got together and singers and, you know, instrumentalists and some rappers at the end. And they did this extended like seven minute version of this song that then halfway through... Uh, members of the Seatbelts, who were the original band that played a lot of the music from Cowboy Bebop, turn up in the video, like in their apartments, and everyone's separate in sort of separate split screens recording their parts. And it kills. It's so, so good. It made my day when I first watched it. I've watched it a bunch of times since then. And it's cool to see that kind of reunion, like people finding yeah. a way to come together yeah, while we're awesome. all kind of separate from one another. So that performance of The Real Folk Blues, it's on the Funimation YouTube channel. It's very easy to find, and it is incredible. I love that. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I am uh, on Instagram at Dave Holmes. And I say that because, um, you know, those 30-day song challenges that people are yes. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever? Of course. I started one. I started one. And then it was like by week two, it's like a song that is for fun or whatever. <laughs> like they immediately <laughs> ran out of good prompts. Like no specific uh -huh. things. Yeah. 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 Just like a classic. Okay. I don't <laughs> what. How is that different? Whatever. So I made one up of my own. It's up on my Instagram at, uh, at Dave Holmes. You can use it, screenshot it, play that one. 
it's like if you're a big music nerd, the prompts might be oh, more I might fun have to for do this. you. But yeah, uh, the reason great. I bring it up, the reason I bring it up is that day one was a, a song that you have leaned on during the lockdown. And I got a lot of people tagged me in their responses, and I'm really glad they did because it allowed me to make a, a playlist on Spotify of those songs. And it is now my favorite Ooh. playlist. It's, oh, uh, it's songs that make you happy. It's songs that make you feel um, like the world's not burning down. It's, uh, it's a, a playlist that I found myself going back to again and again. So follow me on Spotify. Um, and something someone else did. I'm keeping it in the household. My, uh, my partner, Ben, uh, came out with a new record a few weeks back called uh, In the Stars Tonight. There's a song on it called So Queer that has been uh, remixed by Bright Light, Bright Light, the uh, incredible oh, nice. uh, dance music artist. Uh, he remixed it. So the, the Bright Light, Bright Light remix of So Queer by Ben Wise is out in the world right now. Um, if it's not on the streaming services yet, it is on Bandcamp. Uh, all right, Maddie Myers, <laughs> Kirk Hamilton, thank you so much for being with us on today's Troubled Waters. I hope that you are staying safe and healthy and sane. I really uh, appreciate y'all being here. Right Same to you, Dave. And that Dave. was yeah, that was, was super fun. fun. And you there with the Yay. headphones, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Maddie Myers. What? <laughs> Kirk Hamilton. Yes. Woo. Kirk Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Woo. Woo. And we all love you. Bye. Frank okay. Sinatra says he wants to kick me in the ass after I didn't want to sing the national anthem at a performance. So what do I do? Buy the rights to one of his old recordings and then sample it on a modern release of your own. Only <sighs> you kind of like detune him so he sounds out of tune and bad. Oh my God. You seem so nice, Kirk, but this is... <laughs> <laughs> He's cutthroat. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.